Welcome to Making Fit Work. I'm your host, Nina McGough, certified personal trainer and nutrition coach and busy mom of two. I'm committed to helping you get real results by sharing best practices and life hacks to staying consistent. I also regularly interview other busy professionals who have mastered the ability to juggle it all while staying the course with their health and fitness. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Making Fit Work. I am your host, Nina Magas. Thank you so much for tuning in with us again this week. As you know, I always appreciate your listening ears. Today, I have a very special guest with me, Bella Castro. Bella is the founder and head coach of Be Fit, Focus, Intentional, and Top, where she helps women glow from the inside out. Bella, thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you so much, Nina, for hosting me. This is a pleasure to be here. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to share your story and really get to the bottom of how can we hack and transform our mindset. We know between you and I that that is truly what holds so many people back, not just from accomplishing health and wellness goals, but overall in their overall lives, right? A hundred percent. So before we get buried into all of that, tell everybody about you. Tell us about your story and where you got, how you got to where you are now. Yes. So hello, everyone. Thank you for listening and to be here. Uh, it's a pleasure. And uh, so my life, pretty much, I am originally from Brazil. I grew up playing tennis. Um, I do have a sister. But when I got to America, uh, when I was 18, and I got a scholarship to play here, I dedicated a lot of my time to study business management and play tennis. But along that journey, I also was involved in a relationship. But after college and after getting my full-time job in a corporation, I ended up also getting married when I was 23. Okay, and very young. Exactly. Very young. I had already, you know, a corporate job, uh, the lifestyle that most people would choose to, you know, find a partner that they are in love with. Um, and in, in that journey was absolutely amazing. But I also had a lot of moments where I realized that I was not following the right path for me or what I was really happy to achieve. So when I was 26, uh, in the middle of the pandemic, uh, <laughs> I actually had that turnaround moment where, first of all, um, I had an unloyal partner. So after that happened, uh, I decided to take the leap of faith and get divorced. Um, also through the pandemic, I realized that my job was not valuing, valuing me as I am. So I also decided to quit my job and I decided to move out of my house. So everything that you would That's say that, yes, <laughs> everything that you'd say that, okay, cool. I had a job, I had a life, I had a house, was completely out of the picture. Um, so, you know, it put me into a lot of, a lot of stress. Yeah. But at the same time, those panic attacks and that stress and everything that I had to overcome throughout those moments helped me to shape the life that I have today. So, so let's go back to that because all of that happened in a very short period of time. Yes. Did you have any aha moments or, or what was your deciding factor to say, these are the changes I need to make? When I realized that my whole life had been around people pleasing, had been around making other people happy, but not necessarily myself. 
that's when I decided to, you know, take the leap of faith in me and start to set up the environment to actually become my own hero and to have the ability to self-mastery so I can actually attract what I truly wanted in my life. So for me, that was it. That was the turning point. And if you don't mind me diving even deeper into that, what made you realize that you were doing that? The fact that I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy. I was not fulfilled. Um, I would go and I had a lot of gratitude. Don't get me wrong. I, I was very grateful for my life. Um, but at the same time, I was not even tapping, not even 1% into my full potential. Mm-hmm. I was really not even doing what I truly wanted with my time. Did you feel like you were just at some point going through the motions of your day to day? Like yes. I'm married, I'm going to my job, I'm doing these things. I should be happy, but yet there's something missing. Yes. We call it the autopilot, right? Whenever we autopilot. are really just working through our subconscious mind, not really living in a conscious life. And that's what a lot of people lately have been calling the awakening, right? Like when they're awake to the actual potential, what they're actually capable of achieving. And I think that was for me, the awakening moment through all the pain that I felt through that divorce, I turned into purpose. I turned into something deeper and meaningful rather than victimizing myself. I actually wanted to become my own hero. Yeah. And you say that this happened during the pandemic, right? Did you find that during that time having, I think a lot of us had some, like we had to be, we had to slow down, right? Did you find that that kind of made you realize like, wait, what am I doing with my life? I feel like a lot of people had those aha moments. Yes. And I'm going to be honest with you. I think it put us into that very uncomfortable situation where we had to face our own fears, where we had to look ourselves in the mirror and really have that one-on-one conversation with ourselves, you know, versus um, just going through the motion of life and escaping life. We had to actually be locked in in a house and have to deal with our relationships or with ourselves. Or we really had to get to know ourselves better. And I think that it was uh, a blessing in disguise, the whole entire pandemic, because I'm sure a lot of people listening to this right now can associate themselves with this moment of like, yeah. wow, I really needed to step my game up or I would stay low. It was right. just a moment of breakthrough. You either stay where you are at and just continue through the motion or you step up to your game. Right. And And even even though you realize like, okay, I need to make these changes. I am not living my happiest, strongest, healthiest life. Those are the things that I always talk about, like trying to aim for. That doesn't make them any less stressful or any easier. So let's talk about that. Yes. Tell me a little bit more about how that was for you, like changing of a job, moving, relocating, a divorce. The changes that I had to make were so uncomfortable that I had no other choice but to grow, that I had no other choice but to realize that I was much better than what I thought I was. Um, and I think that living in comfort is great. It gives you a lot of sense of safety. But at the same time, whenever you step into that uncomfortable situation, when you lean into fear, that's when you find true happiness. That's when you actually put yourself in positions to 
aim for what you're actually able to achieve versus setting back and waiting for the opportunity to come. You're just looking out there and seeing possibilities and expanding from a place of love, which for me has been the transformational moment in my life where I was not playing, I was not playing anymore from a place of fear. I was actually deciding to, okay, I'm going to love myself more and more every day. I'm going to choose what I really wanted to do every moment. I'm going to pick and choose who I hang out with, who I want to keep in my life, who I don't want to keep in my life. What kind of work do I want to do? What is the career path I want to take? And that's how actually I decided to start studying what I was actually passionate about, which is, you know, personal training, nutrition, psychology, neuroscience, all those topics that are associated with health that actually led me to where I am today. Uh, but again, you have to lean into that fear. Otherwise, it's going to be very hard for that transformation to happen for you. Yeah, awesome. So you said something like, I started to focus on um, like loving myself, right? And I think that's such an amazing thing to focus on. But how do people do that? Like, what was the step for you to realize, like, what are some of the things that allow me to love myself? Like, what were, give us some examples of what that looked like for you. So whenever you expect love from someone, let's say my ex-husband, right? I expected so much from him. I was like, why are you not loving me? Why are you not doing this? You become that codependency relationship. Mm -hmm. And when you're out of that, when you don't rely on other people to love you, rather mm -hmm. you actually focus all that energy that you try to seek from others, you do it to yourself. You mm -hmm. give it over to yourself. You auto-reflect and you understand that actually giving yourself that power and that love every day, like going to the gym, eating better, uh, you know, nourishing yourself, moving your body, really recharging, like learning, inspiring, like finding habits that actually encourage that loving relationship to be stronger within yourself mm. first, mm. you yep. can actually start developing that mindset slowly, but surely it's like a muscle. You start building and getting stronger and stronger until you actually become addicted. I wouldn't say right. addicted, but you actually become yeah. obsessed with the idea of taking care of yourself and loving right. yourself. And there's no going back. There's no going back to that old version of me that I'm like seeking love from other people. I love myself so much that right. I give myself that love, right? And it's so right. much more powerful because now I can actually attract people that have that same mentality. And it then is an interdependency whenever I actually find a partner that can be the same level that I am. Right. And you also said starting to think about who you wanted to be around. Let's talk about that importance because we all know we've seen we've seen the quotes, right? Your tribe um, surrounding yourself with positive vibes. Um, that there's that quote about like the you're the sum of the average of the five people that you spend most of your time with. Did you find that to be true to you? And how did you make that realization that like, I'm here, I want to be here, right? Like I'm kind of, people who are listening to this, I'm like dropping my hand low, then coming up real high. These are, this is what I'm shooting for. Was there a point where you were like, the people that I am mostly spending my time with are not allowing me to move forward? Yes, I think that for me was a break breakthrough moment also to realize that 
some people that I was hanging out with were not actually leveraging um, my growth or not helping me expand as I wanted to. So what I started to realize is that I needed to associate myself with people that were in that same mindset and mentality. So I could also help myself to grow. Um, so when you start also being very sensitive to your own energy, because you work so hard to keep it, you work so hard to nourish your body, to exercise, to learn, to grow, you also become very protective of that energy, just like you would with your money, right? Let's say you make a lot of money and you're trying to build that wealth. You don't want to give it all away. It's the same with your energy. You want to be around people that that actually uplift the energy for you. They actually expand the energy for you. Okay, and you can pick and choose. Yes. And it's like a source of energy. Let's say maybe you have something to share, but the other person has other things that they are better at. And they can also, you know, help each other out. But people have to be open-minded enough to see that potential that we right. can all grow together and use our superpowers to our own benefits rather than, you know, being closed off and things like that. And you start realizing those people, they're closed off and you start removing yourself from those spaces, right? You start picking and choosing how you spend your time. So it's very, very important uh, to keep your energy up. If you're working on your energy, keep your energy up by being around people that are in the same level of energy. What would you say to someone who's like, my best friend, I realize, is like a negative energy in my life. Like, I don't know, you know, like, I, I am thankful that I don't feel like I have that in my life. But um, like that negative sources of like the people around me. But what would you say to a client of yours, someone who's in your program um, that says, you know, I, I, yeah, you're right. I actually think that a couple of the people who I am closest to are not contributing to everyday self-love and everyday positive energy and aren't on the same level of where I want to be mentally, physically, spiritually. Yes, it's interesting that you said that because it's not only just your best friend, it could be your family members, right? right? How many times do we have family members that are actually putting ourselves down? Um, so you have to really talk to them and just have a very upfront conversation, but also not forcing them to change, but rather saying, hey, I'm choosing to live this lifestyle. I would love for you to be part of it. I'm welcoming you into it. And I know that this is the best way of living life. And I would love for you to be part of it too. Now, if they would say, no, that's not, you know, that's not what I'm willing to do or whatever, which mm -hmm. I honestly doubt so. <laughs> but right. if you are, then you also know what is the place to be. Uh, when it is regarding to your family, you can also be selective of what you allowed to enter into your life let's say if your family is super negative being around them limited times it's okay and also filtering what they say uh, don't take things personal because let's say you know you sometimes you can't avoid being around your family you have to spend thanksgiving and christmas yeah, and other right. holidays right so yeah right those times don't don't let that energy enter into you just be selective be protective of how you handle the communication with them um, you know, and if they are saying things to you and you're not really relating to the message, just say, I thank you so much for sharing your, you know, standpoint, but I don't agree with it. Or, you know, just be, just be upfront. And I think that yeah. communication is key to any relationship. And if something bothers you, tell your friend, tell your family member, tell people around you, don't hide it because that's going to be consuming you inside and not them. 
So it's right. very good for you to be upfront of how you handle the situation. So you started making all these changes in your life, obviously with a lot of stress, right? Obviously, these are big changes. Um, I mean, like all happening at one time. How did you slowly get to be fit? Yes. So it all started with me starting to study. So I put in my mind that instead of focusing all my energy in crying and going through the divorce in my mind and all of that, I started to find other mechanisms to learn, to inspire, to read books, to go to events. I started actually investing in life coaching, in uh, retreats, in books, in, you know, courses, certifications. So all those things throughout those two years, this past two years that I have done, have been purposefully for my own personal growth. And when I started realizing that those things were really changing me, that's when BFIT got started. Because I was like, I can't believe that I went from panic attacks, depression, completely insecure about who I was, uh, really people pleasing everybody but myself, um, holding myself back. Also, I had eating disorders. I had problems with over-exercising. So I think I have gone through so much. And for me to come out of that, a much stronger and powerful, confident person, now I can help other people feel that same way and right. make it, that transition as fast as possible because that's what a coach is. It can bring you from point A to point B as fast as possible because they already have gone through it themselves, right? Right. So that's when BFIT got started. And I am, it was, it was actually with little challenges. Now it's a membership. And now we're actually launching a mastermind group and a, a healing program. So it's just all these different things that we can work through to actually, and I'm doing retreats also. So all those things are also helping people to become the best versions of themselves based on my experience, the knowledge that I acquired. And I think that it's so powerful when we can also inspire one another to live that life. Yeah, that's so amazing. Let's talk about, let's dive a little bit more into the struggles people have with mindset. I would love for you to share not only your personal experience, what were some of the mindset obstacles that you hit during this big transition in your life? But what are some of the common things you see with women? Is it just for women be fit? No. Yes, mainly for women, but I do have some men interested from time to time. <laughs> Same as me, mostly attract women. Um, what are some of the biggest let's say top two or three things that you see women coming in with mindset obstacles that are holding them back? They are too focused on weight. They're too focused on their body image. They're too focused on a result. And I think those are the three main ones, right? So they come to me and they say, oh, I want to lose 10 pounds. That's the first answer. Or mm -hmm. I don't like the way I see myself in the mirror. Mm -hmm. Or they're just like, I want to get here and that's it. Right. I, those three things are the things that normally trigger me the most to help them understand that health is not just, let me get to five pounds less or, you know, or like, oh, I don't like how my butt looks yeah. or I don't like, you know, I want to get here and that's it. Like, no, it's not about that. It's falling in love with the process. It's a lifestyle. You choosing to step into your new new version of yourself, your new identity, your higher power. And that's for a lifetime. Like, I don't want you to start and stop. 
because that's what happened to me. There's so many times that I went to yo-yo dieting and all these different things and I would lose weight, gain weight, lose weight because I was never associating with a holistic approach mm -hmm. of how to handle and create a sustainable lifestyle for myself. And did you find that during all of that stuff that you were going through that you were still doing some of that yo-yo or were you doing that prior when you were in the um, kind of like people-pleasing mode of your life? A hundred percent of the people-pleasing. And um, I think it's because I was never focusing on myself. I was focusing on anybody but myself. So in my mind, I was like, I'm going to lose weight because I have this event and I want to look good for this event. Oh my God. Or, you know, or I would say, okay, I really want to lose 10 pounds because I know that if I do that, then my husband's going to like me more. Mm -hmm. So then I was never doing it for me. Right. And that's when things start not coming the way that you expect them to. Yeah, right. exactly. So, right. So people come in with a very specific goal. What are some of the things that you would say, okay, they're not doing it for themselves. So that's one mindset thing that they have to get over, right? What are the obstacles or how do you help them, I guess, break that? Because I know I've had these same conversations with clients, right? Like this has to be a lifestyle. You have to value it. You have to, you know, want to learn how to incorporate this into your life. And people say yes, right? We hear that all the time. They're like, yep, totally, totally want to do this. Lifestyle, yes, changing all of the things. But then that mindset keeps coming up throughout their journey, right? It keeps coming, kind of coming, popping back into their head. Mm -hmm. Do you have things that you suggest people do? Like if they keep focusing on, like say you, say they keep kind of reminding themselves of that 10 pounds or they keep saying, yeah, but Bella, yeah, but Bella, I'm almost there. I have like five more pounds. Like how do you try to break them out of that cycle? It's to first understand that is a journey, right? Mm -hmm. It's a journey. This is a process. Second of all, you should understand that losing weight or gaining weight sometimes in some cases is a byproduct. It's a byproduct of what you're going to be doing. And third of all, is to focus on the feeling. How do you want to feel every day? Do you want to feel negative and sad and uh, overeating and emotionally completely unstable? Or do you want to feel super confident, high energy? you know, happy, enthusiastic. I mean, that all have to do with how you take care of you. And some people come to me and say, how, but how can you be happy all the time? I worked so hard on to becoming this happy version of me. Right. The now is on my autopilot. But before that, right, before becoming the autopilot on my subconscious, it had to, I had to step my game up every day and put that process in place processes and processes and adapting and molding until now I'm like I can easily replicate that and it's been two years and it was not like overnight right right, right. And, <laughs> but even now if I just lay in my bed and I don't do anything and I go back to my old self which I don't want to and I don't think I ever will but if that ever comes to a time that I do that, now I can easily be uh, go back to where I was because now I found the process that works. Right. right. And you also recognize the difference now, right? So if you spend a whole day in bed 
And then you wake up and you're like, oh, like I feel low energy. I just, I don't even feel like making a nice thing to eat. You are making that connection that like, well, yes, I spent all day in bed doing nothing. That's why I now feel unmotivated. Like I don't want to move my body. Like I, like my back hurts. Like I just want to eat fast food. Right. Don't, do you agree that that's part of it? A hundred percent. And um, when you start recognizing that and coming from a place of love towards yourself, right? Right. What would you say to your best friend? Would you say to your best friend to lay down and eat McDonald's or would you tell her to go for a walk and maybe have some fresh air? Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like the same approach. That's very, very true. Um, Okay, so we talked about kind of the people coming in with the mindset of just focusing on, I want to lose 10 pounds for whatever this what and this is something I hear a lot and I wonder if you do as well the mindset of um I'm so busy and I don't (laughs) have time that's a very good one that's an amazing one actually you make time for what's worth what's worth for you right you make time for what makes sense for your growth yeah so do you want to invest in yourself? That's the first question. Do you want to invest in yourself? Because investing in yourself demands money, demands energy, and demands time. Yes. And you can do that. At Say any that again. <laughs> you Say that again. Time, energy, right? Time, energy, and money. Yeah. It does. And I, does I, think when, I think when people think about investing in themselves, they literally just think of money. So they think, well, if I buy this program, if I buy this detox thing, it's a lot of money, but I'm going to invest in myself. And they're forgetting about the time and the energy. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And when people commit to themselves, they're not committing to, let's say, an expense, right? For example, you're not buying a purse. You're not right. buying something that you can put in the drawer and forget about it. You're doing something for yourself that is going to replicate into your life for the rest of your life. You're always going to remember your life coach. Like there's lessons that I learned even the beginning of like doing life coaching and reading books and things like that, that I'll never forget. I'll take this for me with me for the rest of my life and I'm going to apply it and work through it. Right. Right. And also knowledge without action. It's pointless. A lot of people have so much knowledge. knowledge. They know all these things, but they don't apply. And then what? They don't become the power that you can actually unleash. You got to learn all these different things and find a way to associate that with the actions that you take on a single day and on an everyday basis. And that's where the power lands. Yeah, I think that I have, I've heard it I mean I've been in the fitness industry for over 14 years so we hear it a lot is the I know exactly what to do so then the question is really well why aren't we doing it then and I think that brings up my third kind of mindset question is motivation in this thought of uh, needing motivation or running out of motivation or not having the motivation Because we all know, I mean, anybody who's been doing, who does this as a lifestyle or as a profession, we know that motivation is temporary, right? It's not something that we can rely on. But how do you personally convey that to clients? How do you personally 
help them kind of break out of that mindset that they, yep, no problem, that they need to wait for that motivation or they need that motivation to help them get started? So first and foremost, I think that it's to rewire your brain, rewire your brain. You have a brain that is really codifying things that you have been picturing over and over again. So let's say you want to change a habit. You got to understand what is your subconscious doing every day? Your subconscious is really what's guiding you, your actions. So if you want to change your subconscious, you have to start acting from a conscious mind. That means that only 5% of your actions are actually being forced to act in that conscious mind. But the more you train that, that conscious mind, you're going to be shifting your subconscious mind and creating those habits. Yeah. Now, if you do not want, let's say, if you say, oh, it's too difficult. I understand. It is. Every human being is not super adapted yet to change, right? We have to force ourselves to use that little part of our brain. but Whenever you actually start shifting, it becomes easier and easier and easier. And then until it becomes so replicable and so, you know, effortless that it becomes who you are. And that's when we call identity. You're building an identity, but it comes from your thoughts, from your actions, from repeated actions, which becomes behaviors and then becomes habits and then becomes your identity. But until it comes to that point, you have to literally force yourself to do those things so many times in a row that then it becomes part of you, who you are. But until then, if you say, I'm going to work out with you one week and then nothing next week, it's not going to work. You have right. to develop that system that is replicable. It's not part of your identity. You're not creating habits to make it part of your identity. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. Um, all right, so we we addressed um, motivation, time. What was the first one we addressed? Oh my goodness, the the weight, the weight, focusing on that. Um, what would you say? Or what do you find? Because I'm just thinking of some of the things that I know come up for clients a lot. Is this? Fitness versus diet, like, and I want to break that down a little bit. Some people I find are very motivated on the fitness aspect, not on the diet aspect, and then the vice versa. I am going to focus on this diet. I'm going to follow this very strict regimen. I don't like working out. I don't want to do exercise. And I know you have a very holistic mind-body approach. Do you focus on one or the other with clients first? Like, do you say, okay, we're going to focus just on nutrition first? Or what is your process for helping people make this a complete lifestyle? Because we know that all of those things are important, right? You can't truly just be your strongest, healthiest, happy self just by focusing on nutrition. And you also can't do it just by, you know, willing your way through like the sweatiest, hardest workouts ever. Yes. Yes. Thank you for bringing that up because it's one of my favorite topics. Um, again, health is energy. Energy is life. Now it's a question of how do you want to live your life, right? So if you wanted to have a high vibration lifestyle, which honestly, I feel like more and more people are getting into that side, they're realizing the potential they have within 
within that high vibration mentality. Um, that includes exercising, that includes nutrition, that includes recharging your body right. So it's a combination of nourishing your body with nutrients, water, oxygen. It means to exercise effectively, move your body. If you like yoga, do yoga. If you like you right. know, running, do running. If you like HIIT training, strength training, whatever that is, try to mix and match and find that commonality because in the end of the day, moving does not mean just to gain muscles. It means right. to increase your cardiovascular system, improve your metabolic rate, you know, increase your strength, your endurance, your flexibility, your mobility. There's so many parts of physical health that people are missing the point a lot of times, right? They're just so focused again on the external world. Oh, how is this person going to look at me if I look, you know, with this body? Rather think about how do I want to feel inside out? And then guess what? The byproduct of that is for you to have the best possible body because yeah. you're going to fall in love with the process of expanding and exploring your body and, and making you feel so good from within. Also liberating all the hormones that you do actually when you exercise. Not only right. that, but your serotonin is produced in your gut. You know, so if you want to be happy, guess what? You got to start eating better foods that actually nourish your gut health. And you, you know, your flora in your gut is composed of many bacteria and enzymes. They're ready to be fed with delicious foods. They're nourishing with vitamins and minerals and macronutrients that your body needs. It's not a matter of wanting, it's a matter of needing. Your body needs that, right? So like when you put your priorities straight and you want to live that vitality uh, lifestyle, you know, vital lifestyle, very high vibration, which I'm sure you feel that way too. We can yeah. definitely feel so much better from within. And of course, sleeping, recharging, giving your mind a little break here and there, you know, like it's a combination of different things. So do you, do you find that people um, struggle with making that connection between recharging and the importance of stress um, on their journey, right? Because the diet culture is so used to telling people that you either need a specific workout or a specific diet, right? So when we as coaches try to talk to our clients about getting more sleep <laughs> or quality of sleep, it's like, yeah, but no, how do I lose 10 pounds though, really, <laughs> right? Like, actually, that's part of it. So overcoming that mindset too of what they've learned for so long by consuming just whatever it is, things on social media, things on the web, the internet. Um, how do you work with your clients on breaking them out of kind of unlearning all of that stuff so that they really can see the big picture? Yes, it's first uh, I dive deep into their limiting beliefs because we all have some, right? We all, I mean, there's a lot of them that I still have, right? But the more we talk with each other and the more we open our minds to feedback and to be coachable, the more we can actually grow. So breaking through those limiting beliefs and being able to hear other people's feedback is very important. Um, finding your own truth, because whatever works for you, for you might not work for me. So there's people telling, oh, this is the way to go, do keto diet or do intermediate fasting or whatever. Like, no, no, no. Every single person has a different body, requires different things. I am a person that gets hungry every three hours. And if I don't eat, I get really cranky. 
Yeah. So I cannot do intermediate fasting. Same. Some people, some people, <laughs> some people cannot do it, and they actually it works great for them, right? Somehow right. it helps them focus. Now I'm not here to tell you exactly what you do. I'm here to guide you to your better self. Mm. That's it. Because again, I'm here just to be a guide. And I, I understand that we all have limiting beliefs about what society expects of us. So I'm trying to break through those beliefs. Because if you go on social media, 90% of what you see is not even real. So you're there comparing yourself with things that are not even realistic or not even part of the reality that you can actually achieve. So right. let's bring ourselves to our own self-awareness first, accept where we are. Like, let's say if you have gone through a journey that at some point you were super fit and now you're no longer the, the same level of fitness and you're getting so frustrated because you can't go back. Accept where you are. Understand that there is a way, there's other ways now for you to achieve what you were doing before. That might right. not work now at the moment, but we can adapt and create a new reality for yourself. Right. right? And letting go of some fears because a lot of times what hap happens is people are so tied to their past they're holding on yeah. to so much you know resentment and pain and trauma from their past they're being carried away and being triggers in their actual behaviors today and always so let's just get over that too right so fears and limiting beliefs yeah let's actually let's talk about that because i think you're hitting the nail on the head limiting beliefs and fears that are those are probably the two biggest things that people have to hack, right? Let's just use that word to transform their life. What are some of the limiting beliefs that maybe you had or that you hear a lot come up with some of the your clients? I had a limiting belief about, uh, well, exercise in general. I thought that exercising, the more you exercise, the better you are. Mm -hmm. uh, but in reality, we do have a breaking point. We do have to respect our bodies. We do have to know that exercising is a way for us to actually achieve higher levels of energy. So if mm -hmm. it's actually breaking us down to a point that we feel lower levels of energy, that means maybe that we're going a little too too much, right? Yeah. So that's one of them. So um, and then in regards to food, I usually believe that, oh, it's okay. I'm going to exercise later. I can eat whatever I want now. Right. And that was also breaking, um, breaking me down because I would eat a lot of sugar. I was very highly addicted to sweets and I would go and run 10 miles after, right? As to like to compensate somehow. Right. But that was absolutely a very unhealthy relationship that I had, very uh, compulsive relationship that was also not helping me, not serving me anymore. I think that actually might be a limiting belief for so many people that they think they are addicted to sugar or they're like, but I just have such a sweet tooth. It's like, no, that's a limiting belief that the sweet tooth is like taking over your mind, right? That like your sweet tooth is controlling you. Like, and, and I don't know if you agree with this fella, but like, I truly believe that most people feel like they have a sweet tooth because they're not eating enough of the good foods earlier in the day that nourish their body, right? So then they're craving the sugar and the caffeine because they need it. They need the energy. They're looking for energy from something. So now by the end of the day, they're like, well, <laughs> give me sugar, give me chocolate, give me all that stuff. That's going to give me a little kick. Yep, 100%. So 
what I would say is for you to not necessarily restrict yourself, right? Because right. for me, uh, it was so compulsive that I would get really angry if I didn't have my ice cream or if I didn't have yeah. my my dessert. And even, you know, like now recognizing that I was, I was also in denial to my own reality, right? Right. Because we all are. It's very hard for us to change something that we're so used to. So the first step is to find alternatives for what you like. So let's say you like brownies. You have, a, you know, instead of having three pieces of brownie, you're going to have one and then a few strawberries on the side. Yeah. Something to where like now you are also including nutrients in your body, but you also having your little treat at the end. And then yeah. at some point, you're actually going to like all the strawberries, but like, you know, take your time right. to get there. Right. Um, with the same applies to people that are obsessed with pizza, let's say pizza or burgers or whatever that right. is um, you know in the salty side have a little bit of a salad on the side of that pizza you know instead of having three slices of pizza have a little bit of salad and then the pizza on the side same with the burgers instead of having burgers and fries maybe have burgers and a little other like some some other side like sweet potato fries you know like yeah. just mix yeah. and match what is better and healthier for your body knowing that the nutritional value of that food is going to be actually giving you energy right right and if there's no nutritional value it's going to be a fake energy like you said caffeine or sugar um or any type of refined sugar that actually gets you does get you addicted chemically also but also not only that you're trying to prevent yourself from going through those major crashes because let's mm -hmm. say if you have caffeine after caffeine and you don't have real energy you're gonna feel that crash at 2 p.m in the afternoon absolutely. i can guarantee you that yep absolutely mm -hmm. do you suggest that clients kind of go through writing down some of their limiting beliefs like some of the things that keep coming up for them um, i remember working with a coach who kind of pointed out that i was also using limiting beliefs, more of kind of what you do like a life coach, um, you know, personally and professionally. And I know for me, one of the things that came up when I was transitioning to um, online programming and services as well, was that I'm not as lean as I used to be. Mm. That I felt like if I was going to present myself online, that I should be leaner, like I used to be <laughs> when I was doing like fitness competitions and things like that. And I had this like little bit of a conflict in my mind that like, who is going to want to buy programs for me online if I'm not constantly sporting a, you know, 15% body fat or like a six pack all year long. And, and then I realized like how ridiculous that was. Like actually saying it out loud and putting it on paper. So is that like a practice that you suggest people do? A hundred percent. Writing down your limiting beliefs, doing journaling sessions to yourself, mm. having that no BS talk with yourself. I right. call it no BS talk with yourself because a lot of times we are literally negotiating with ourselves what is right and wrong. Indeed, we do know what is right and right and wrong. Yeah. But still like negotiating with our fears, you know? Right. Like, no, 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 this is the right path. But deep inside, you know, that is a fear that is like planted in your brain that is not letting you put that outside, right? So like, for example, if we have that fear of self-image, which I know that because it's very scary to put yourself right. out there, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. You know you're going to have people 
you know, commenting and criticizing you no matter what. So you might as well just be your authentic self. You might as well embrace 100% of who you are without no fear. And then you're actually going to attract the best clients. The clients actually match your energy. The clients actually fit in with your personality, with your program, with your, you know, the way that you coach. Because it's also very important for for you to embody what you want. Be so aligned with yourself that nothing will bother you at that moment anymore, right? If you have a little bit of fat behind your your arms or whatever, like, right, who cares? You know that right. deep inside you're working super deep on yourself and your level of energy is high, and you you know you're just super super happy uh, at that point. And I think that's much more important because I also felt the same way. I I used to be a little bit leaner two yeah. years ago, but now that I'm not, I'm actually happier. So I'm embracing all of that. Same here. I try to remind myself. I'm like, I actually was never happier when I had a six pack. Like if anything, I was more stressed about the damn six pack than I was like anything else going on in my life. Um, mm-hmm. Another one I would love to bring up and talk about is this, this mindset of I would love to hear your perspective on this. I'm like thinking about how best to word it of like finding this balance that of course we want all clients to have, but how does one find a balance? And okay, I'm like, I'm just going to be super blunt. Like I've had clients say like, but I love drinking, but also I want, I really want to feel, start feeling better and lose you know, 50 pounds or whatever it is, but I actually really enjoy drinking. And for me, I've had to like, take them a step back and say, well, is it really the drinking that you enjoy? Or is it the time with friends, the quality time with family, the atmosphere? Um, So how do you help clients kind of decipher what it is that they're really looking for in their life? versus what they're trying to and how versus what they're trying to achieve. Does that make sense? Yes. There's a lot of mechanisms to escape in this life, right? There's there's alcohol, there's drugs, there are medications, there are even shopping online. <laughs> there's even yeah. food. There's so many different way different ways to escape. But in the reality you're escaping from emotions that you feel they're too hard to handle. If it's stress from work, if it's a breakup, if it is if it is grief from a person that passed away, whatever right. that is, let's just face all those emotions. Like literally sit, sit with yourself in a room, cry all that you have to cry. Go through your own demons, like find out what they are because that's the best way for you to heal. If you mm. keep on denying that you need to heal, you're going to continue in that cycle of repeating weekend after weekend, getting wasted at the bar, or doing drugs, or doing like still being on medication years after years. Because in reality, what we need to do is sit with ourselves and be very honest. Is this the life that I want to continue pursuing or not? And I'm going to be honest with the alcohol. There is a sense of alcohol. Let's say you drink one, two glasses of wine. Let's say with, mm-hmm. your, with your friends. It's healthy. It's yeah. healthy to do that. It's healthy to sit down and have a sociable moment with your friends. But now when you start realizing that you're actually using alcohol as a mechanism to escape from your reality, that's when you should be concerned. 
that's when you know that alcohol is affecting you in a negative way. Whenever you wake up the next morning and you feel a hangover, that might be something you want to talk to your coach about and start finding other methods to handle your emotions. Right. Yeah. So there's a difference between using alcohol as a way to distress, connect with friends, and using alcohol as a way to escape and not feel the feelings. A hundred percent. And I think the more vulnerable we are, we are with ourselves. And that's why a lot of people lately have been finding coaches, have been looking for help, like therapists, because it's so important to release those emotions. And the best way is for actually to get them out of your chest, you know, right. and um, it's, it's, a, it's a transitional, transitional moment in your life when you actually step up and say, you know what, I do have a lot of inner work to do. I do have yeah. things to work through. And I know that actually working through them is going to improve my life. Is going to help me find that balance from within. And balance yeah. is not only just preventing yourself from escaping, but also finding joy in these small moments, finding more gratitude in the small practices, being more disciplined with your time, going back to the, you know, like I'm busy all the time. We are, we are all busy all the time. We all have jobs. Everybody. We all have responsibilities, but we find time for what's important for us. If Absolutely. personal growth is important, then you make time for it. Yeah. What would be, because I don't want to take up too much of your time, what would be as far as like hacking your, your mindset in order to get results, in order to live, you know, a life filled with focus, intention, toughness? What are, do you have like, here are the top three steps? Like, what are your biggest recommendations who, for people who are truly and I'm going to use words of people I've heard getting in their own way. A hundred percent. I hear people say that all the time. It's me. I keep getting in. I can't get out of my own way. So what would you say? What are your top three steps for helping people get out of their own way? Yes. First and foremost, focus. Again, because focus is finding more clarity of what you want. Is having a laser focus. Okay, this is what I'm I'm striving for. This is these are the things you can make a list right now. Everybody that is listening, make yeah. a list of what you want to start doing, what you want to stop doing, and what you want to continue doing in your life that is working. Love that and not working, right? Because now you're dissecting and creating more clarity on your days, and you're also diminishing the amount of clutter. Because what happens? We are overwhelmed. We're putting so much on our plate that we can't handle. And a lot of the things that we put in our plates is not even serving us. Right. right? Saying yes to everything, it's not serving us. Sometimes putting those boundaries and like, okay, maybe I don't need to go out and drink every day. Maybe I can actually do some journaling and studying. Maybe I don't need to watch this, you know, series that is like, you know, not really adding much value to my life. I can maybe watch something that is going to help me grow. Uh, maybe I should stop hanging out with that person and hang out with the, the other person. Maybe right. I should change careers because this job is not actually, you know, serving me, it's, it's draining me, right? Whatever that is for you, you're going to start doing something different, continue doing something that is working and stop doing something else. And that's focus. That's really finding what's working for you. Then the next step is being intentional. Intentional is living in the present. And intentionality comes from either you're either learning, you're either growing, you're expanding, or you're honoring other people. 
So use your time in order for you to achieve that and love yourself a little bit deeper. Always coming from a place of love rather from a place of fear. So if your action to go to the gym is coming from, oh, I am not happy with the way my body looks and I'm going to go to the gym because, you know, whatever. It's an obligation. Yeah. So if you see from my standpoint of like, I'm going to the gym because I want to work on myself. I want to explore my body. I want to become stronger, better, more resilient. I want to feel that heart pounding. I feel all the energy going through me. I want to increase the amount of energy I have. I want to be happier. See how it changes. It comes from a place of love. Then you're exercising because you love yourself, not because you want to punish yourself. That's a completely different mentality. So put the intention behind your actions and find that love from within. And then the third step is to be tough. Tough, I learned that a lot through tennis. Uh, Mental toughness comes from the ability to become resilient, which is coming from a negative emotion to a positive emotion as fast as possible, Mm. right? And that's how you start building willpower. And willpower is the ability to stand up for what you want and stop victimizing yourself and really stand up into your power. Find that higher self, connect with the higher self, talk to the higher self. Like if you feel that your reality is possible, if you feel like this dream version of yourself is possible, bring her to the present. Why are you letting her go five years from now? Bringing her here, you know, connect with that inner self and find that willpower because that motivation will come from the reality that you build every day. And the reality comes from your thoughts. So cultivate thoughts that actually are positive are going to help you live that positive lifestyle. I actually had a coach say once, um, and it just made me think of what you're saying And as far as focus, like talking about what you want, like writing that down. I remember a coach saying, um, write it down. But then after that, ask yourself why 10 times. So most people, like you said, will come to you and say, Bella, I want to lose 10 pounds. Why? Well, because I don't like the way my clothes fit. Why? And then, you know, that gets down deeper, deeper. And then eventually you get to the real reason, the real reason why you want to lose 10 pounds. And I feel like until you get to that real reason, that deep down emotional, that most women don't say reason out loud, that's how you can be focused. That's how you can create intention. And that's how you can build toughness. But unless you're really looking at that real reason, 10 pounds is not the reason. Nobody's happier just because they're 10 pounds lighter, right? Mm-hmm. It's like it's like the real reason, the emotions that unfold with the 10 pounds. That, you know, it's the energy that we feel when maybe we're 10 pounds lighter. It's maybe the confidence that we have now. Um, in our clothes or naked or whatever that that the 10 pounds lighter it's being able to stand up in a room because you feel better like it's all of that stuff right it's not literally just the 10 pounds 100 percent. and the more the more you feel good within yourself the more you're going to start you know taking care of yourself deeper too right Absolutely. you're going to feel good in your clothes and you're going to start walking differently that confidence comes from within uh, so whenever you're letting go of those pounds, you're letting go of fears, you're letting yeah. go of insecurities, you're letting yeah. go so much more than just the weight itself. The weight is just a number. And honestly, totally. it doesn't even matter. And I'm telling you, Nina, I don't weight myself for a long time. I don't even know how much I weigh, you know? Yeah, that's and, great. 
because I don't care. Like my weight is meaningless in my life right now because my energy is so much more important. My confidence right. is so much more important. The way I love myself is so much more important than a scale number. Right. And I would love to even just touch on this real quick um, before we wrap up is because we're talking so much about confidence and how that matters and being intentional. And I know a big mindset thing that I've heard come up for people is comparing, right? Because we have social media now. There's so many easy ways to not just compare your own body, your own physique, but like your lifestyle to somebody else's, your job to somebody else's, like just overall what you consider to be like happiness or healthy or strength to somebody else's, what would you say, or what's your biggest advice for someone who is go, is using that and that is holding them back? But like my friend who can eat whatever she wants or like this person in my life who's never had to worry about their weight and it bothers like using that compared idea, I call it constantly, which is obviously dragging them down, down and obviously holding their mindset um, to be able to achieve what they want. What's your advice for someone who's using that as they're kind of holding them back? Yes. The first thing is to, if you're looking for happiness in an external world, you'll never, never be completely happy. That's it. That's the answer that I have competitiveness is great is a way for you to benchmark how you're doing mm -hmm. but you know and and coming from a place of love right you see somebody is doing great you reach out and say oh my gosh you inspire me I want to learn from you right mm -hmm. or hey I want to see what you're doing but also know that you have your own body and our systems work differently what works for you is not going to work for me so finding that authenticity and understand that you are unique human being in this world you have a different purpose than mine maybe we do have some some things in common but we're going to approach it completely different and it's okay and I, I admire you for leading your crowd right mm -hmm. and like we are going in different paths but we all can interconnect and help each other to become better absolutely the more you lo look inwards you look into your own happiness what really fulfills that person what really works for that person eat intuitively Exercise because you love yourself, uh, you know, sleep, recharge, focus on your purpose, focus, like literally the more in depth you get into those questions and answers, mm -hmm. the more you can know yourself. And then the yeah. external world is going to be just like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're also working on yourself. I'm also so glad that you're looking great. Oh my gosh. Like it comes from a place of love because at that point you are so much love from within. And again, you are reflection of everybody around you. So if you're coming from a place of judgment, might be because you're also judging yourself. So we also have to dive deep into why you're judging yourself, right? What, what is it coming from? What are the fears, insecurities, and limiting beliefs we have to overcome? And going back to that point, you need a coach. You might need a coach. And you have to be humble enough to know that you need a coach. I have a coach. I am a coach, but I, need, I have a coach. So yeah, in the end of the day, you need to, you know, you need to acknowledge that. And, and, and that's where power comes from, the interdependency, but also knowing that you have so much power from within. Right. I love that. Uh, Bella, where can people find you? Where can they follow you? What do you have going on right now that you can share with everybody listening? 
Yes, they can follow me on Bfit by Bella what with one L on Instagram. Um, I think you can there find my my website and all this stuff that I'm working on. I'm actually launching a mastermind where I'm going to be helping women, uh, actually just 20 women. So only 20 women is a close circle of women that I want to truly deeply impact to become the best versions of themselves. We're going to be working 90 days together and having a retreat at the end to celebrate our oh, accomplishments. Awesome. So I would love to. <laughs> yes, it's going to be launched soon so be on the lookout for that um Absolutely. we're gonna start in january so oh yay that's exciting all right so be fit by bella on instagram make sure you check her out give her a follow share this episode if you find it to be helpful with all of your girlfriends um, tag bella and i on instagram we would love to support you both there Thank you again so much, guys, for tuning into this episode. Um, and I'm going to throw all of Bella's links down in the show notes. So if you're scrolling through and that's easier for you, uh, be sure to just click it there. And if you find this episode helpful, as usual, your rates and reviews are always, always appreciated. Thank you so much, guys. All right, you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Making Fit Work. If you did, it would mean so much to me if you took a minute to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. It really does make a difference and would be super helpful to me. Also, if you have any topic suggestions, if there's something in particular you'd love for me to address on this podcast, feel free to shoot me a message. I would absolutely love to hear from you. You can shoot me a DM on Facebook or Instagram and find me at fitwith underscore Nina. Again, you can find me at fitwith underscore Nina. Or you can join my private community on Facebook called Making Fit Work and drop your topic suggestions in there. Until next time, my friends, be strong, be healthy, be happy.